It's the way. Yeah, it's the way. You ain't heard of us. Hey, Rams. Hey, hey welcome. Heard with us. If you look around for a word to trust, check the star scene journey. You can learn from us. Sex, sleep, drugs. What we gonna discuss? Whatever you need to be prosperous. Negativity superfluous. All we really want is for you to just be true to you and be who you are Cause you are a star and you will go far You can succeed at all of your dreams You'll get your degree and all of those things But you must take care of your health Cherish yourself, your body, your mental, your brains and your wealth You can have fun and still be well That's what we do here at The Wealth What's up, Rams? I hope you've all been well this last week. Thanks for tuning in to What the Well, the VCU Wellness Resource Center's very own weekly podcast. We've really loved sharing our insight and bringing you important resources. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. You can tune in each week for a new health and wellness-related discussion. Click that subscribe button to catch all our upcoming episodes. So Rams, I'm Trisha Saunders, Associate Director of The Well. I use she, her pronouns, and I love talking with students about their own unique experiences as part of the Ramley. This week, I'm chatting with some of our stellar students, some of whom are getting ready for graduation, to reflect on their time at VCU and what they would share with their younger self if they were starting this journey again. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Rhonda Dasuki. I'm a sophomore at VCU, and I am a psychology major with a minor in religious studies. Hi, I'm Jessica Bourdon, and like Rhonda, I was a psych major way back when I graduated from undergrad from the University of Richmond in 2010. Now this year, in 2019, so nine whole years later, I am graduating with my PhD in clinical and translational sciences with a concentration in psychiatric, behavioral, and statistical genetics from VCU. Thank you both so much for being here today. So today's podcast is all about reflection and thinking about words of wisdom that we would want to share with others coming behind us. I think we often judge ourselves on our actions based on hindsight, right? When we end up somewhere or experience consequences as a result of our decisions or actions, We want to say, oh, that wasn't the best decision. I think self-reflection, not self-judgment, is most helpful in those situations. I also believe that we all do what we need to in each moment to cope and that we make the choices we think are best with the information we have. We don't always know how things will turn out. And once we do, we can use that information to change our future direction. I think that happens to a lot of us in our paths in life. Thinking about that and the information you've gained about life and yourself up to this point, what words of wisdom would you share with your younger self if you could? 
for me, it's um, I would definitely tell myself to follow my intuition. I think that it's there for a reason. And I think a lot of the times we kind of just want to be more logical and more organized and planned. Um, and because of that, we don't really listen to how we feel about the experiences that we're heading into or um, the things that we're trying to study or the people that we're trying to become friends with. And it's not always the best thing for you. So um, it's okay sometimes to step away from logic and just listen to your instinct. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I've had many experiences, both small and large, where I think just taking a step back and listening to yourself and maybe completely altering the course you're on is the best course of action. And I've done that. I mean, I think everyone has done that. Um, So it's really good advice. I would add to that that everything works out the way it's meant to work out. And I know that sounds really cliche, but it's just one of those truths of life. And I think that approaching life with that perspective and also without regrets, you know, just accepting what has happened and moving forward is a really good way to approach at least an academic life and an academic perspective. Yeah, I think that kind of brings me into the next question. So tell me about a time you ended up somewhere completely different from where you thought you would be. We all kind of have these plans for ourselves and often the place we end up isn't the place we intended. What did you gain from that experience? I um, An experience where... I definitely was not expecting to end up where I ended up was um, deciding to come to VCU. Um, I had originally planned to go to the University of Virginia, and um, most of my friends were telling me, you know, and my family, like, oh, you know, it's such a good school, like, you should go there, you know, and I was kind of getting more attached to the status and the prestige of the school than the actual qualities of it. Um, And so I had to really step away from what everyone was saying and, again, like, listen to how I feel about it, how I feel in the environment, the energy, um, because at the end of the day, I'm the one who who's going to be there and not all those people um, trying to tell me, you know, um, what to decide and how to decide it. So um, I'm glad that I followed my instinct um, because, um, you know, like you said, it worked out the way it was supposed to. And I'm I don't think that I would have been as um, as happy or even as open um, had I decided to go there for those reasons. So mine also involves UVA. And I, my initial answer to that question was actually constantly and always, but UVA is the biggest one, um, the biggest part of my journey. So I went to grad school back in 2014. No, 2013, I'm sorry. And I went back to grad school the first time, and I went for the wrong reasons. I was on a grant-funded position as a research assistant and the grant ran out. So instead of pursuing other positions, I said, oh, I'm just going to go back to school. I'm going to get a master's degree from this really great school. And I got there and I immediately hated it. Just beyond the culture, even which is a whole podcast in and of itself, but having to commute from Richmond and the program itself wasn't even a good fit for me. I was just there for all the wrong reasons. And so 
a little over a year into it, I left and everyone at least feigned shock. I think some of them were shocked because I, on the surface, had been doing really well in the program. But on the inside, I just hated every second of it. I hated every second of my life. I came home and I was very unhappy. So one day it occurred to me, oh, you can change this which was actually revelation. I didn't even realize that was an option. And I've talked to other people and they've had similar thoughts, but except they didn't get that final thought of, oh, I can leave. So, yeah. Well, so knowing that both of you have had those experiences, how would you suggest other students navigate the bumps or unexpected turns in the road? I think it goes back to our initial words of wisdom. I don't really have too much to add to that because at the end of the day, you can tell someone what to do or offer all the words of advice and they're going to do what they're going to do. So I think it's just, you need to be patient with yourself and let those words of wisdom eventually ring true for you, whether you're 20 or 30 or 40, eventually the light bulb will turn on and everything will click, but it's going to happen in your own time. Yeah, I definitely think that um, for almost all of us, we have to experience something before we know that it's not the right thing for us. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that we're behind or that we should feel um, guilt or regret because we didn't know that sooner. Um, Because, you know, like there's a quote that says that you you did something in the past because in that moment, that's exactly what you wanted. And there's nothing wrong with admitting that that's what you wanted in the moment because what you want um, changes over time. So if you had to tell me in this moment, knowing that it could change um, over time, what is your motto or words to live by? For me, it's um, it might sound kind of weird, but the way I kind of approach life now um, is that I just kind of see it as a game. Like I think it's very it's very playful and at times it's very random. So if you think about like the metaphor of playing an actual game with your friends, right? And then you have, you know, people that are super competitive and that's totally fine because you want to win in this game and you want to succeed um, and you want to have allies and, you know, all these things and progress within the game. But at the end of the game, if you don't win or you don't end up where you expect it to be, um, it would be kind of foolish to be stuck on that um, and to be, you know, like that phrase of a sore loser. And to me, like, that's exactly what life is like. Um, it's full of those unexpected turns. And and I would be I would consider myself, you know, kind of foolish if I were to be stuck on regret um, for not ending up where I thought I would be. You need to be your authentic self. And going back to this theme of change, that does change over time. But I think always being open to learning from your mistakes and learning from your experiences and always asking yourself, can I grow from this? Can I change a little bit in a positive way from this is a really good way to figure out who you are at the end of the day and what you value and the types of people that you want to associate with. And the activities, the career, everything falls into place when you start thinking on that meta level. Yeah, I I agree. I really value integrity and that idea of living your truth, so to speak, making sure that your actions and your decisions at the end of the day align with your core beliefs. So how did you both 
first come to crystallize those core beliefs as an emerging adult or, you know, someone in adulthood, just knowing that that process of basically finding yourself and standing firm in, in what you believe and grounded in, in that knowledge that this is who I am, this is what I believe, this is what I stand for. How did you get to that place? Um, well, for me, um, so throughout high school, I was kind of um, surrounded by people who thought um, in very similar ways to how I think. And I didn't realize that that could be its own form of toxicity, just being surrounded by very similar mindsets. And so when I came to VCU, um, I was exposed to very different mindsets, very different backgrounds. And I met people who led a completely different life than me um, leading up to now being at VCU. And I think that that pushed me to see, you know, to me, it's like there are certain things that you will feel within yourself that you reject them just because they don't feel right to you um, morally or maybe logically. They don't follow your um, your your sense of rationality. Um, and that doesn't mean that that person in front of you believes something wrong because there's there's no such thing as an incorrect belief. But it's it's knowing that, you know, there are things that your soul accepts and there are things that your soul rejects and um when you're faced with different mindsets I think that's what really brings it out yeah and I think an extension of you know like you and your friends like and the people you surround yourself with just our culture and our environment so so like I had an isolated like childhood and adolescence but at the same time I had to take on a lot of adult responsibilities at a young age so I came into college in a really weird headspace where I think I was really mature in some ways and not mature in other ways. And so I think I grew a lot in college and that gave me the safe space because U of R is a very small school to figure out really who I am and what I value. In parallel to that, the world when I was in college was drastically changing. So when I went to college, Blockbuster was still a thing. Like Bush was president, like no one had an iPhone. And then I came out, Obama was president, you know, and Blockbuster was dead, which still hurts. And, you know, we had iPhones, like the world was so, so different. And I think being a young adult, an emerging adult, when all of those changes were happening, really influenced and shaped who I was and showed me I can care about social justice and I can care about all these other issues, even as like a white cisgender straight woman. I can still take on these issues in my own way. And that really shaped who I am and the research I wanted to do. So what behaviors have you found make you the most successful in your own way, however you define success, at living your truth? Self-care. I'm going to throw it back on the well. Um, I think I have always been good at self-care and time management and sleep and exercise and all those things, but I didn't really know a word for it before becoming acquainted with the well. And I think seeing that movement and that become a really strong presence in our American culture as a whole has been really powerful and reaffirmed a lot of the behaviors that I already did because while self-care has gotten really big, like overworking yourself and like being really productive has also become really popular. And those are kind of 
um, paradoxical to each other. So reaffirming that I was at least doing the right thing and like going to bed instead of keeping up with, you know, working really late um, was really good and powerful. I think for me, it's um, like not allowing others to push you out of discussions on important topics. So I think that now, you know, we have a lot of discrimination based on, you know, um, race, ethnicity, gender, um, age, even, you know, like being 19 years old um, and a female of, of color. Um, and, you know, kind of hearing people saying, you know, well, you know, what does she know about this? Or, you know, what experience does she have in this? And, you know, I think that you need to, in a way, find your place in a discussion on something and show people that your experience matters um, and do it in a way that is not um, offensive but it, and, you know, and respectful, of course, but is uh, also strong. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate those perspectives. So VCU to me is such an amazing place to really come into your own. Um, there are so many great experiences to have and a richness of experience to gain if you're willing to look for it. So, what would you recommend that students do before they graduate? I would definitely um, tell students um, to find that one thing that they are passionate about. I think um, coming into college, you might feel like you want to be involved in everything and be in all the clubs and take all these different classes. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's better to find that one thing that makes you happy and then become very involved in it. It is okay to graduate from college not really having a concrete life plan, not really knowing exactly what you're passionate about. It's okay to move back in with your parents. And I'm a millennial, so maybe that's why I'm saying that. I didn't do that, but I knew a lot of people who did. And so whatever, wherever you end up, that's okay, as long as you're still working on yourself and Maybe if you say, okay, I don't have a passion, maybe, maybe I'm the type of person that has five passions. Yes, like definitely work on figuring out what those are and how you can incorporate those into your life. But having that lofty expectation of find that one thing isn't always attainable for people. But I think the similarity is in what you said in the searching for that, right? Because I think that's where we'll ultimately find that meaning. And for some people, it may take multiple tries to find what that looks like or feels like, especially if those experiences have never been available to someone before. I think VCU is a great place for that because there are so many different identities represented here. There are so many different ways to get involved, to engage with the community. We're lucky that we can engage with the surrounding uh, RVA community. And so I think this is a great place to hone that um, and to get to the place where Rhonda said, where you can really experience that that building of the skill set in the areas that you're passionate about. And like you said, Jessica, that could be more than one or it could be um, 
across disciplines and and figuring out how to frame that um, that identity, I think is is helpful. And for me, I would just recommend that students enjoy the local community. Like, what's your favorite Richmond place to go or place to eat or thing to do around here? I like movie land. I just like living in the fan museum district area and like, oh, I can walk to movie land. I can walk to Burger and Brew. I can walk to Gelati Celesti. Oh, Gelati Celesti. Ice cream. I'm sorry to all of you that cannot eat ice cream. Um, just being able to like that walkability. So it's not just one thing. I like that, that culture and that atmosphere of living in Richmond more than any one particular part of it. Yeah, speaking of ice cream, my favorite spot is Charm School, and they actually have vegan ice cream. Um, oh. So that's amazing. And um, I, I specifically like it because I think it kind of embodies everything about Richmond and VCU, how open it is, um, how it kind of just feels like this, you know, social club that, you know, welcomes everybody and anybody. Um, and so there are so many places like that. Um, even going to Belle Isle, just, you know, kind of freeing yourself. I remember going there before or after exams, just to kind of clear my mind before getting into study mode. So I think that helps a lot. Definitely. I'm a big fan of Maymont too, just going and walking and there's just so many great green spaces and, and places to go and be with nature, even in the middle of the city, which I think is super calming and relaxing, except for maybe not right now with allergies being rampant the way they are. So I'm constantly in awe of the way our students navigate some challenging experiences with grace and self-awareness. It's an honor to have the opportunity to work alongside each of you to help make VCU an even better place for everyone. So big heartfelt thank you to you for taking time out of your schedule during this busy time of year to share your thoughts with your peers. Is there anything else before we wrap up that you want to share with our listeners? I've said kind of what what I would want someone to tell me um, coming into college. And yeah, just good luck to everybody and you know, like, like you said, you're going to end up where you're supposed to be. I think that's a great note to end on. And thank you, Trisha, for letting us come here and share a little bit of our experiences with you and with everyone else listening. So Rams finals are winding down and many of you have already left campus. Don't forget that you can tune in all summer to keep in touch. Whether you're working, going abroad, interning, or doing your own thing to secure the bag this summer, you can always find great resource information on our website, thewell.bcu.edu. No matter where you are or what you're doing, don't forget to be well.